This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. I think what sometimes people forget is that resentment against or towards your parents comes with a lot of guilt as well. Mm, interesting. Especially in situations where they were not bad parents but they were not meeting your needs in some way. So there's this kind of cognitive dissonance right, where right. you can't really say they were bad, but you were still missing something from them that was important to you. Yeah. yeah. So guilt as well is associated with a whole host of other issues. So two <laughs> so, layers of resentment there, yeah. right? To the targets, like the parents in this mm-hmm. case, but also to yourself mm-hmm. because you feel like you shouldn't be angry. Exactly. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. BFM 89.9, you're listening to me, Ahmad Fat Rahmat. This is Night School, the show that explores culture, theory and society. And joining us this week is Elaine Fernandez. Uh, welcome back to the show. Thank you for it. So you basically run the psych department at Help. Yes, more or less. More or less. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, just checking, uh, you know, what the designation is, I guess, uh, head of department? Yeah, it? so it's... Acting head, but Acting head? All right, in cool, cool. practice, it's head, yeah. Right, cool. <laughs> um, and, you know, actually, I got a lot of good feedback from my colleagues about our previous conversation oh. about knowledge transfer. Oh, yeah, great, yeah. great, great. And I enjoyed it too because we don't necessarily pause to really wonder about what actually happens when there's teaching, what actually mm-hmm. happens when knowledge is being shared. Yep. You know, so that conversation is really helpful and just you know, laying out the picture so yeah. that we can have a better understanding of it. Uh, but this week, you're joining us to talk about forgiving our parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was actually interested, well, more interested after knowing that this is a section in a module that you teach. Mm, on intimate relationships, yeah. Oh, cool, cool. So tell us a bit about that course and where forgiving parents fit in. Well, it's forgiveness in general, mm-hmm. so forgiveness in close relationships. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the module talks about how people relate to each other when it's, it involves people that you're really close to. So family, close friends, partners. Mm-hmm. So forgiveness factors into the part about healthy communication right, right. and how you can improve your relationships. So forgiveness is not what a lot of people think it is. I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what forgiveness is. A lot of people think forgiveness is absolution. Mm. It's reconciliation. It's condoning Mm. an action. But really, um, if you look at the psychological literature, it's merely sort of making a decision on your part to let go of resentment, of changing your view of what happened so that you are now no longer being affected mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. the person's actions. Right. Right. So it doesn't need you to be okay with what they did necessarily. Right. So let's repeat that. So forgiveness is letting go of the resentment that you have towards someone so that it doesn't consume you anymore. Basically, or something yes. something like that. Okay. Yes. Okay. It sounds tough. Yeah. So, I mean, the, it depends, of course, uh, right, on right. the severity of what happened between two people. So there is entire therapies built around forgiveness mm. interventions, for example. And it's because 
in a lot of cases, especially when it comes to uh, parent-child relationships, it isn't just the one instance. Mm-hmm. It's a pattern of behavior over time. Right, right. Um, so obviously, some things are very clear, so abuse and all of that. But other things that are smaller, small neglects, for example, those tend to build up and you don't necessarily recognize yeah. where they are. Yeah. So. In forgiving somebody, A, first you need to know what it is you're forgiving them for. And like you said, if it's built up, and it mm-hmm. built up when you were a child, where you yeah. didn't have the words to describe it Correct. even, by the time you realize it, in a way it's quote-unquote too late in a sense. Yeah. Because they can't change the feeling so rooted inside you. Mm-hmm. And it just sounds really, really difficult. It yeah, is, but, yeah. yeah. Which is why forgiveness for things that are really deep-seated is... Maybe for some people, it's possible for them to let go. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times, you do need interventions or to talk to a therapist to even unearth some of these things. So people have negative reactions to their parents or uh, one of the features that is sort of negatively correlated to forgiveness, for example, is avoidance of contact, Mm. right? So Mm -hmm. a lot of the literature looks at that. Interesting. And so... When people grow older, sometimes they don't know why they don't want to go and see their parents very right, often. Right. Or they actively maybe see them once a week, but you know they stay away. So that could be an indication that there might be something in your relationship with your parents that you have not yet resolved. Yeah. And the thing about this is that it's almost universal, this problem. Mm-hmm. Right? I've seen it in you know, rural, urban, poor, rich. There's yeah. always this gap. Yeah. You know, and I think it's a gap of expectations or a gap of ideals in mm-hmm. terms of what family life should be, yeah. right? And the second thing that I notice uh, is that it doesn't have to be rational. So mm. I have friends who complain to me about their parents all the time and I'm thinking <laughs> in the back of my mind, but they paid for your education, bought you a car, yeah. gave you a trust fund, yeah. you know, pays for your vacations <laughs> and you're, you know, you're harping on this one thing he said at the dinner table, yeah. you know? So I think part of it too is just knowing that there's a degree of it that doesn't make sense in a way, right? Because... Yeah. The hurt has a lot to do with not necessarily the concrete things that are done mm-hmm. or said, mm-hmm. but expectations and ideals mm-hmm. or, or yeah. what each party takes the relationship to be yeah. supposed to be providing, right? Now. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's a case of potentially sort of a needs mismatch. Mm-hmm. So, the child may have wanted the parent to be more present, right? but the parent thought, I'm looking after you, I'm providing for you, that's my role as a parent. Yeah. So... Even those do require forgiveness, maybe not because of an intent on the part of the parent at all, right, right. but on the part of the child, learning to understand where that resentment comes from and learning how to let that go. Yeah. So the person doesn't necessarily need to do something for mm. you, for you to still need to forgive them for your own sake. Right, so it's really working with you yeah. and your memories and your Correct. sort of needs, expectations and yes. stuff like that. Yeah. And that's the, the other problem too, is that by now I know enough, I have enough friends who tell me about their experiences as parents and mm-hmm. long story short a lot of them don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yep. so they might buy manuals and books and yeah. they say okay if I do this yeah. then why but it's not really like there are no neat equations when it comes to yes, a child you exactly know? because they're changing too and yeah. in ways that have no real standard patterns or formulas, mm-hmm. right? So they're making mistakes, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, too, as a parent to know that mm-hmm. when they realize that, oh, my God, I thought I could just Google my way through this. It turns <laughs> out <laughs> there's this, like, you know, ball of flesh and spirit yeah. that is far more complicated than anything I was prepared exactly. for, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a very good point. 
a big part of forgiveness is learning how to empathize, mm. right? So as you grow up, there's this power dynamic between a parent and a child where you always expect a parent to know what they're doing because they're the source of security, stability. So if your parent doesn't seem to get it right, there's a little bit of a sense of confidence that's shaken mm. in the child. Mm -hmm. And obviously up to a point, you're never going to really understand. And I think maybe for a child, you're never going to understand because you don't know what circumstances they were dealing with. Right, right. Um, but I think as people grow older and we start trying to navigate the adult world on our own, <laughs> I think it's easier to see that your parents are human mm -hmm. and that a lot of the mistakes that they made may not have been sort of malicious right. or with the intent to hurt you. It's just that they're flawed human beings struggling to understand how to raise, like you say, yeah. a very unique person that yeah. there's no manual for. So if something works with child A, no guarantee it's going to work with child B. Yeah, yeah. Or basically so, in, that, in the case of siblings, for example, yeah. right, the, the first child, whatever might work for him or her is different exactly. than the second child. Yeah. yeah. So I think, and this, is, this applies to sort of the more everyday stuff, obviously abuse and all of that's a completely course, different story. Yeah. But sort of forgiving your parents for the little things, the little neglects, the little hurts, kind of taking that perspective and trying to understand what their circumstances were yeah. when they made these decisions, what yeah. would have driven those decisions. That could possibly be one of the first steps towards yeah. being able to forgive them. I wonder though what comes first or what has to come first in the sense where the step back you have to take mm -hmm. in order to empathize requires enough clarity mm -hmm. as such that you've built enough distance in the resentment for yeah. it to happen. Yeah. You know? But then you have this chicken and egg situation where <laughs> you've got to clear the resentment Mm. first, before you can empathize, but then you have to empathize before you clear the resentment, right? <laughs> yeah, um, I think that's where, well, if the resentment is so strong that you can't bring yourself to empathize, I think that's where a therapist might help, mm -hmm. right? So we have a lot of stigma about going to see therapists, but I think there's a lot of value to working through those things because we don't realize how all of these resentments impact how we behave right, as right. well. And so then towards when we our own have children, children too, exactly. Right? Yeah. So there's certain patterns. So you want to avoid certain things that your parents have done. So you go to the other extreme, mm -hmm. and then you mess your children up a different way. Yeah. Yeah. So um, sort of processing that and putting those things into perspective, I think there's a lot of value to that. And I think people maybe might benefit from not seeing therapy as something that you only go for when you're experiencing trauma or mm. severe distress, it can be a way to help you work through things that seem really everyday, right. but have a very subtle impact on your life. Yeah. How realistic, though, can you totally erase that resentment? Because, you know, let's say, just like a, mm. for example, a scenario where you're nine and you yeah. get yelled at by your parents. Mm -hmm. And this was a time when your brain was just still so plastic. Yeah. And your brain wires your relationship to your parent yeah. in accordance to that fear. Yeah. And by the time you realize that this therapy option is available, you're 25. <laughs> you know, you're talking about like over yeah. 10 years of yeah. just yeah. really, it's a physical problem in the mm -hmm. sense that your, your neurons are already firing a certain yeah. direction for, yeah. for so long, right? Mm -hmm. um, is there a false promise that might not be acknowledged here in that therapy might not be able to erase that resentment, you know? Completely. Um, definitely. I think therapy isn't a cure-all. Each individual responds differently. The depth of the hurt yeah. really plays into it. But uh, there's a lot of good evidence. Um, I think there was a meta-analysis that was released this year, I think published this year, that showed that forgiveness interventions, solid forgiveness interventions, actually had large effects on things like stress, distress, mm -hmm. depression, anxiety, 
positive effect even. So there is evidence to yeah. support the use of forgiveness interventions, even in trauma cases. Mm-hmm. And I think the meta-analysis was on trauma cases, in fact. So if you're taking sort of everyday level resentment, there is hope, at least, mm-hmm. that you could turn things around. The question also comes back to how much the person is motivated to try. Right, yeah. right. And that's a long process because first, they have to be open enough to therapy. Yeah. B, they have to come regularly. Three, they have to be motivated to change. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah. Well, that, that's the problem with therapy in general true. anyway. That's true, right? <laughs> I find it interesting that you say how resentment towards a close person affects so much of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very hard to compartmentalize that, mm-hmm. right? And not only that, unrealizingly, you're, you're making choices around that resentment, yes. right? I think that's the most important thing where yeah. I think for the most part, from my encounters at least, people who share their narratives or their mm-hmm. discontent with their parents, they think they can compartmentalize it. Mm-hmm. They think, all right, it's just this thing I have to handle. Mm-hmm. But I think what you said about those studies that shows, you know, how far-reaching the pain can yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. Also, I think with regard to the effects, what people don't realize is that when you hold on to something that strongly, it has physical effects. So... A lot of studies have shown that if people are unforgiving or they hold on to grudges, there is a physical impact in terms of cortisol levels. So Mm. that's that's the stress hormone. Interesting. Hostility is very highly correlated to things like cardiovascular diseases. So in a sense, if you're thinking that resentment is not going to harm you, especially if you're holding on to it for a long time, it actually can have a physical impact on your body because remember that the mind and the brain and the neurochemistry, they're all connected. So how you're feeling is actually impacting your brain and your Mm -hmm. organs and all of that through hormones and neurotransmitters. So it is harming you. You just may not see it. Interesting. And it's harming your entire body. It's like it's harming your health, basically. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Let's pause on that note and we'll expand on that in the second part of the show. Um, but let's take a break for a bit. I'm Ahmad Farhamad, joined this week by Elaine Fernandez of Help University. We're talking about forgiving your parents. And this is Night School on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, listening to me, Ahmad Farhamad, joined this week by Elaine Fernandez, acting head of the psychology department at Help University. And we're discussing forgiving parents. Very mm-hmm. common problem, common struggle. And we're yeah. only, well, I at least am seeing how far-reaching this problem is. It's mm-hmm. not really just a disturbing thought. It's actually affecting your entire health. So mm-hmm. uh, working on this uh, is actually a good thing, yeah. right? Because you want to be lightened of mm-hmm. all these these heavy burdens and resentments as much as possible, yeah. right? Because it really affects your outlook on things, decision-making. Mm-hmm. And like we said, even if you want to be parents, right? Yeah. A lot of our parenting attitudes comes from what we experience from our yes. own parents and the imperfections in that entire process. Mm-hmm. So all that you shared tells me that forgiveness is not an event, it's a process. Yes. It's something you have to work on actively. Yes. Right? It takes a lot of effort. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it really does. And it's not something that you can necessarily do overnight, right? So I think the very simple things that we forgive people for, those are not not big issues. I think what you're referring to is sort of a long-term hurts, right? Yeah. From intimate connections. Yeah. Right? yeah. So in that sense... It is a process and it's something that you won't always necessarily be able to sustain. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of iterative. You have to keep going back to it. So like I said, I think somebody needs to be really, really motivated to want to try. Yeah. But I think 
what sometimes people forget is that resentment against or towards your parents comes with a lot of guilt as well. Mm, interesting. Especially in situations where they were not bad parents, but they were not meeting your needs in some way. So there's this kind of cognitive dissonance right, where right. you can't really say they were bad, but you were still missing something from them that was important to you. Yeah. So yeah. guilt as well is associated with a whole host of other issues. So two <laughs> so, layers of resentment there, yeah. right? To the targets like the parents in this mm-hmm. case but also to yourself mm-hmm. because you feel like you shouldn't be angry exactly oh my god yeah yeah so that's that element as well that people have to grapple with mm-hmm. and i think that's why you find that a lot of kids rather than forgive they just avoid yeah yeah so minimal contact maybe right, at festivals right. but otherwise right. i have my own life around a dozen other relatives or yeah. something like that yeah. right. right so and it, sometimes people maybe looking at you don't know exactly why you have such a big problem with your parents yeah. but it compounds because when you feel angry, you ruminate. And when then you ruminate, it deepens and worsens the issue. So a lot of forgiveness interventions works on that part of it. Breaking that thought pattern. Yeah. Trying to get people to take their thoughts out of the past and into the present and try and interact with their parents as they are right now. Right, so recognizing, right. okay, so yes, they were like this before, but now they are different people. Yeah. And yeah. so are you. So yeah. how do you relate to them as they are right now and as you are right now, rather than the hurt child. Yeah. 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 And it's remarkable how long the hurt child can endure. Mm. Like the lifespan of the hurt child is decades. Mm-hmm. Right? There, there are adults in, with their parents long gone, so in their 70s, 80s, who right. still haven't forgiven their parents for yeah. a lot of hurts. Yeah. I don't mean to, to make light of that, you know, but I mm. think it seems the more you're describing this, it seems so urgent mm-hmm. to because... The thing about resentment too is one of the ways we cope with it is to romanticize it, mm. you know, to feel innocent. It keeps us feeling yes. like we're always the victim. It keeps us feeling helpless. You That's know? a very good point, actually. And to think that somebody could be trapped in that for decades is, is yeah. quite sad. Yeah. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. I think the victim part of it, especially when there's no clear victim. So right, in right. abuse situations, there is, right. right? But in a situation where your parents were doing things that you didn't like, doesn't necessarily make you a victim, mm-hmm. but you can feel like it because you feel like it's being done to you. Right. So my right. parents didn't let me do this or that, that kind of stuff. Obviously, some people would have a lot worse situations than right. that. Right. But not taking ownership of how you feel yeah. compounds the victim effect. Yeah. Because people think, well, there's nothing that I can do to change it. But there is. Yeah. There really is. It's just you have to put some effort into it and you have to recognize the value of doing that, of letting go of yeah. that negative emotion. But you're absolutely right about the romanticization of negative emotion yeah. because it gives us a lot of excuses to be the way we are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, we all like to wallow. Yeah. It feels good sometimes to wallow, yeah. but it's not good for us in the long run because that adds to the rumination, that yeah. adds to the severity of how you eventually feel. That's true. So definitely, if you do want to kind of get out of that, the first step is recognizing that you have efficacy. Yeah, yeah. But it's especially tricky in parent-child relationships because mm. so much of you was your upbringing. Yeah. Even when you do get over that, that you might look like one of your parents. <laughs> so every time you look at the mirror, <laughs> you're reminded, you know. And uh, True. there's really no notion of this, you know, a neat separability between mm. you and them in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. So, mm-hmm. you, you know, it might help to think of that 
you know, like mm. in the sense that so much of me will always be them, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily have to battle that. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I just got to know that this is how people are made, you know. Yeah. Um, they're just invented by their parents. And <laughs> I am going to be that forever, you know, yeah. and I can try to make peace with it rather than battle it, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I think we are a product of our upbringing for better or for worse. So even if you decided to go a different path from your parents. But if the decision was made because of the way your parents are, there's still that influence, just not in the same direction. Yeah, yeah. So I think trying to run away from the fact that we have been influenced by our parents is useless. Yeah, because <laughs> running away just proves the point, yes. right? That you have to run away and yeah. you're really physically running away when you're haunted by that yeah. connection, right? So, you know, at some point to... You know, in my mid-30s, I'm learning to appreciate this a lot more. The fact that you can't always be fair to every person you love. No. Because you're just one person and you yeah. love maybe a few people in your family yeah. or, you know, partners or whatever. And mm-hmm. then you can't be there all the time in the ways that they expect. And there's always going to be exactly. disappointment. And, yes. You know, and if I just put that difficulty in my parents' shoes, mm-hmm. then I can kind of like understand their predicament a bit more. Exactly. You know? You know, they're only human. But then you, the other problem is that contemporary culture expects so much out of love. Yes. Right? That it's almost talked about as if, you know, love means fulfillment. It's a or magical thing. Almost, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, parenthood is romanticized for that reason yes. too, you know. And having children is romanticized for mm-hmm. that reason too, where mm-hmm. this is where the problems begin. Yeah. Right? When we, we don't realize that these are actually very, it's a very clumsy process. Yeah. But we idealize it as if it can promise us so much, you know, yeah. uh, when we are better off expecting very measurable kind of returns, right? Definitely. I think you're absolutely right. Um, people are, well, we're brought up to think that parenting is something that everyone should aspire to, yeah. right? And then we think when we become parents, we're going to be these perfect parents. Yeah, uh, we're yeah. going to understand our children. We're going to spend time with them. But every human being is so different that you never know whether your child's going to be compatible with you in values, in personality, in so many different ways. So really, you're working with what you get. And if you think about how we relate to the people in our environment, we often stay away from people that we maybe don't get along with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But in a parent-child relationship, you don't have that option. So parents are constantly having to figure out how to relate to maybe some children whom they don't naturally connect with. Right, and this right. is this is the ugly truth about parenting that people don't want to talk about because how can you not connect with your child, right? right how can you right. not automatically love your child? But the truth is you're dealing with another human being yep. and there's always going to be that potential. So I think if people were a little bit open to the realities of parenting, I think that'd be a lot less sort of beating themselves up about being bad parents and being able to then find more constructive ways of learning how to understand a child who's very different from you, for example. What practical measures can a parent take in this regard? Like, should there be conversations in the family about forgiveness? I mean, is that one way to preempt this before the poor child realising at 27 or something, (laughs) you know what I mean? Well, I think, of course, it boils down to the relationship you have with your children, right? So if you've not really been talking a lot to your children, it's a very interesting conversation to have. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, I think the research shows that parents who model forgiveness actually 
has very good psychological outcomes for their children. Parents forgiving each other has even actually has quite a significant impact on how children's psychological well-being develops. Because I think sometimes, uh, this is another interesting point, it may not be what happens directly to the child. The parent might be really good to the child, Mm. but the parents might be really nasty to each other. Right. That's something else that the children cannot forgive. Right. So what happens in a family situation isn't as simple as my parent was bad to me. It could Mm. be my parent was bad to my other parent who I think didn't deserve it. Right, right. Interesting. So in that sense, there's also forgiveness needing to happen there because I think even especially in that situation, a child feels really helpless. Mm -hmm. They can't Mm -hmm. do anything to intervene, but they're watching this play out. So if they can see the parents sort of modeling how to deal with that conflict in a constructive way and how to forgive each other and move past things together, that could be one way to to model it for your children so that later on when they are hurt, they can see that it's possible to move past the hurt and build from it yeah. rather than constantly being resentful of each other. That's a good way of putting it because I think when you embed a culture of or a habit of forgiveness in the family, it shows it's okay not to be perfect. Yeah, right? exactly. And then you can just sort of recover from that. Yeah. Right? It's not a big deal. Yeah. I wonder how much of this is made more difficult in our context because, you know, in Malaysia in particular, kinship ties are so strong. Yes. Right? And parents are in the kids' business in more mm-hmm. regular ways than, say, in the West. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's mm-hmm. normal to hear. Mm-hmm. Here's not that weird, right? Yeah. I mean, what kind of data do we have on that? Or what kind of insights have you encountered? Malaysia. Um, not Asian in general, you know? Not a lot, but the sample that I talked about was a Middle Eastern sample, mm. the analysis. Right, right. So I think it's possible in Asia. It might be a little bit more difficult because, like you say, the networks are very intricate. And sometimes it's not your parents directly that you're mad at. Right, right. So it could be some auntie from somewhere whom your right, parents didn't right. intervene with. Right, right. That's true you know? too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So in that sense, in in Asia, there's a lot of layers to peel away before you get to the root of yeah. the issue. Yeah. So there is that extra level of complexity. I think in sort of what you would call collectivist. I mean, that's a very broad term, and I don't think it's very easily applied. But more dependent but, kind yeah, of connections. Exactly. Right? Yeah. We, we're not in, that interrelated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, interdependent, interrelated. Yeah. It feels like we're not that averse to dependency here. Yeah, no. Right? Dependent <laughs> on parents and stuff like I that. I mean, if you think about the number of adult children who are still at home, yeah. um, maybe not relying on their parents so much, but you're at home. Definitely. <laughs> right? Definitely, yeah. So I think you don't find this. And three generations in a the house. Their kids mm-hmm. are at home too exactly. with their grandparents. Yeah. yeah. One thing I've come to appreciate, this might be age as well, but you know, every raya, there's this ceremony of asking for forgiveness that mm-hmm. Malays do, which, yeah. you know, I, I always thought was feeble or, like, purely ritualistic or something. Yeah. Now I'm starting to see, like, well, it's, there's a virtue in that. Yeah. In every year, arranging this event mm-hmm. where we all ask each other for forgiveness, saying sorry together, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to take that for granted anymore because mm-hmm. I think for a while I didn't quite get what yeah. I offered, you know. But yeah. now, given so much of just moving on with life requires... Letting unloading go. these resentments, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just to parents, but in general, you know, because mm-hmm. disappointments keep coming and then you, mm-hmm. you're invested in, in something and you get let down and resentment happens. Just knowing that forgiving is not a weird thing or that yeah. saying sorry is not that 
strange or pathological, you know. Definitely that, not, yeah. Yeah, I think having a culture that supports that is something that we should yeah. affirm, I think, yeah. yeah. I think it boils down to what you said earlier about how love is romanticized, right? Mm. So I think if people could realize that love is very flawed, mm-hmm. that love is an expression from a flawed human being, yeah. then forgiveness just comes part and parcel of that because yeah. you're going to disappoint your loved ones at yeah. some point you're not perfect either. So recognizing that, recognizing when you've received forgiveness as well from other people and learning from that, I think that that's another way to go about working towards forgiving your parents or anybody else in your life really who's important to you but who has hurt you in some way. Because we will inevitably hurt each other. That's a given. Mm -hmm. So to close an eye to that can add to the way you feel bad about being hurt. Yeah. You know, and I, on that note too, I don't want to romanticize forgiveness either, mm. because <laughs> you know, because I know I've experienced this myself when I forgive someone, mm-hmm. and then oh, I'm good for a long time, and then one day something happens, and I'm just yeah. not in the sharpest frame of mind, and the venom just comes back. You know, mm. like oh god, I can't believe I just let that go so easily. Mm-hmm. I should have made this and that demand or whatever. I should have said yeah. this and that. And then I realize, you know what? I'm past this. Actually, this is just. You know, sometimes an old wound gets rubbed yeah. against an unpleasant place and it yeah. just, it, you know, it, it just bleeds a bit, but then it'll dry up, yeah. you know, soon, you know. So you got to know that, you know, forgiveness isn't this magical solution either. Oh, yeah, right? definitely. It, it comes back in different ways and you just yeah. have to kind of activate it again, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's that's definitely a very good point. Forgiveness isn't the end, mm-hmm. right? So, it, like with any yeah. any sort of relationship, it's always ongoing. It's kind of like when people say, you know, the wedding is just the start of the marriage, right? Yeah. So it's not that once you get married, that's it. Yeah. Same thing. Any relationship, it's always going to be a process. You're always going to have to be willing to forgive if it's something that's important to you. But on that note about not romanticizing forgiveness as well, I think it's also important for people in relationships to recognize when forgiveness doesn't mean staying in a situation. Mm, mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people who equate forgiveness with being okay, with being treated a certain way. So it's not always the case that what the parent is doing to the child is healthy. In which case, you can still forgive your parent, but that doesn't mean you stay in that situation if you have a choice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Likewise with a partner and so on. Or even a child who's mistreating you. Um, Sometimes you forget that adult children can turn around and mistreat their parents. So, um, yeah. Or even just, you know, sometimes just people. Yeah, yeah, just behaving. Just bad behavior, right? So, So, I mean, what humans can do span a spectrum. So, but really, um, it's recognizing that letting go of resentment doesn't mean you keep yourself. True in connection with somebody who is actually harming you in some way. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, this this course that you teach must be really interesting, you know, because <laughs> it seems like such a practical skill to have, you know, just mm. working through intimacy, right? Because the other option, which is also romanticized, is loneliness these days. Oh, yeah. You know, facing the world alone. And <laughs> when you when you For glorify independence <laughs> and you frown upon dependence, mm. and that's, that's a coping mechanism, obviously, but mm-hmm. people get caught in that, mm-hmm. you know, and... You know, to me, and it's just resentment packaged nicely, you know, but mm. I think making that step to say, I need to forgive you because I need this relationship. I yeah. need a proper attitude towards this connection we have. Yeah. You know, it's very important because you can easily make it a defensive forgiveness where I forgive you, therefore I'm not going to be around you forever, you know. Mm-hmm. So to me, at least, the way I look at it is that forgiveness is instrumental 
in mm-hmm. healing and extending and deepening that relationship. Yes. You know, rather than running away from it or yes. trying to find a clean break. Well, I mean, sometimes that's needed too. Yeah. Right. But don't forget that the option of extending that connection is Correct. always there after the forgiveness. Yeah. Right. I think definitely that's what a lot of sort of relationship therapists and all of that look to doing. Mm-hmm. You always want to be able to salvage the relationship if that's possible. Right. But having said that, sometimes also knowing when to let go yeah. is also important. In terms of loneliness and things like that, I think there is a very real element to it these days. It's not so easy to find genuine human connection because you're bombarded with so many different ones, which is, I think, comes back to your point about recognizing which relationships are important to you and which ones are worth maintaining, not discarding them as soon as you get hurt because, again, it comes back to recognizing that people are going to hurt you at some point. That's a very (laughs) important skill too, to know how to value how other people value you. Yeah. Right? Um, That's not easy to do. (laughs) It's not easy to do because (laughs) you tend to just read people the way you want to read them, but Mm. you don't know how to appreciate how they read you. Yeah. But sometimes you don't even get there unless the conversations happen, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So many things to survive through, but <laughs> that course definitely sounds very, very interesting now. Maybe we can talk about other components because we have to wrap up right now. Sure. But this has been really interesting, you know. Yeah. So you are Elaine Fernandez. They can Google you to know more about your work yes, or to know more can. about the department and what they offer. Yeah, right? We've definitely. had a lot of good scholars here to talk about their fields. Yeah. Uh, you can email the show to bfmnightschool.gmail.com. Look us up on Facebook as well. Just type Night School on Search Space. Uh, and download our app at the Apple App Store. So thanks again, Elaine. Thank you for, uh, for, for a wonderful having me. chat. And we can have you again to talk about other things next time. Sure. I'm Ahmad Fawad Rahmat. This is Night School on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.